Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Angel Face Magic Hour. I am your host, Grace Lannon. I'm an energy healer and an intuitive, and welcome back. I'm really excited about today's episode. So we're going to be doing a special little Q&A episode. So I'm going to be answering some of your questions you guys asked and shared with me on Instagram. Um, we're going to go about an hour today. So I'm going to see how many questions I can answer. And then if we would do a part two, we will do a part two. I have some saved up from a couple months ago, um, but I can't find them all. So I know there's going to be definitely a part two, but um, yeah, I'm excited to answer some questions that you sent in, but I wanted to come on here kind of as like a special little bonus episode because we are celebrating over here at Angel Face Magic Hour, we are celebrating big because um, a few days ago, November 8th was our two-year anniversary. So we've been doing this podcast for two years, which is insane to me. Like, what? Two years? That's so crazy. So I just wanted to really celebrate that and celebrate you guys, my listeners. So um, I definitely will be doing some more Q&A episodes in the future. So for those who listen to the podcast that maybe you don't follow me on Instagram, so you maybe didn't get a chance to answer or to ask some questions, you can always email me grace at gracelandon.com and um, ask any questions and I'd be happy to answer them in a future episode. And of course, if it's like more of a personal kind of question you can always you know get a reading but I am more than happy to help you to you know the best of my capacity and um you know I'm definitely open to answering more personal questions on the podcast but that being said if you don't want to say names or anything like that you you don't have to um yeah so welcome back I'm really excited it's been a minute since I've done like a Q&A, I set the intention to myself at the beginning of last year that I was going to do one every month, and that did not happen. <laughs> but that's okay. We've said so many other things. We've had so many other amazing episodes, and I definitely will be trying to do more of these in the future because it's kind of fun, and it's also cool and interesting to see what people's questions are. And, you know, if you have a question perhaps someone else has a similar question. So yeah, if you have never listened to the podcast before, welcome, welcome. Um, this is your favorite podcast for all things mystical, magical, and so much more. Before we dive into the q and I just want to give you guys a couple of heads up on some workshops we got going on. So we have a lot planned for end of the year and January and um February I have some really big classes big announcements that I've been planning for years and talking about on back burner and um we're actually doing them but I do have two classes coming up in November so if you are not on my mailing list I encourage you to join the mailing list 
and or join our Cosmic Seekers Meetup, which is a free meetup, and then I post the classes in there. So sometimes we do free workshops, and sometimes the workshops have a cost. So we're doing a workshop next week. It's called Journey to the Akashic Records. I've done this one several times and it's a really fun one for me to teach. So if you're interested in signing up, you can go directly to my website to the workshops tab and you can sign up directly on there. Or if you're in the meetup group, you can sign up on the meetup group. This event is on Zoom and yeah, it's going to be a really awesome. So what that entails is basically taking you guys through kind of like a regression style meditation where we take you into like a rested, relaxed, energized state. So we um can access information. So it the idea is that we're taking you into your personal Akashic records. So each time I teach this class, it is different. So sometimes we focus specifically on going into a past timeline. Sometimes we focus specifically going onto a future timeline. This one is going to be yeah about connecting with the past. So this one specifically is going to be about connecting with inner child healing. So I'm really looking forward to it. Um, but we do that through the lens of the Akashic Records. So that could be, you know, um, kind of like a visualization technique. So if you've never done any of my meditations before, you don't need experience to do this. Um, and we do record the class. So if you can't attend live and you still want to go through this experience, I more than encourage you to sign up and you can get the recording if you can't come to the live class. But yeah, let me... Um, let me look up real quick the details. And then as always, everything's going to be in the show notes. So if you are interested in signing up, the links will be directly there. Otherwise, again, you can go to the website. But yeah, it's called Journey to the Akashic Records Regression Meditation Class. And this is going to be coming up next Thursday, which is November 17th, if you can believe that. And it's from 6 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. in the PST, Pacific Standard Time. I am in Northern California. And the class is, again, it's going to be on Zoom. And then later in the month, at the end of the month, I have my group energy healing circle. So I do this every month. We did not do one in October, um, but I usually do these every month and they were free for the for about the first year, but now they're going to be costing $22. Um, yeah, so I'm really excited. It's still definitely worth your time and um, yeah, if, been, if you have been interested in working with me and my price point might be not something you can do right now, the workshops are really awesome. You get just as much healing energy, the whole thing. It's just, you know, in a group setting. And sometimes it can be really interesting to see kind of themes and things that come up. So each time I guide people through the meditation, then we do some energy healing. And depending on the group, sometimes I'll bring forward psychic messages. Sometimes people will ask questions. So that is going to be on Wednesday, November 30th, 2022, baby. That last, I think it's the last day of the month. I'm not sure. Um, anyway, it's at 6.30 p.m. to 8 p.m. PST. And again, this one, it will also be recorded. So you don't need to attend live um, to attend these classes. I would love you to be there live, but I know that some people, I know I have a lot of people on the East Coast. Um, 
And I see, I see my stats. I see you, Australia people. I see a shout out to the, whoever is in Germany listening to this podcast. Cause I see you, I see them stats. Um, so if you guys want to like connect and I do international work. So if you are interested in getting a reading or something, anything like that, and you are not in the U S um, we can totally do so. We just, just connect with me if I don't have like something that works in your time zone. And yeah, that's the tea. That's kind of what's going on. I'm really excited. And then, yeah, like I said, join the mailing list, but we're going to get started on the Q&A. So I'm going to pull up some of these questions. I really wish I printed them out like I did last time, but I did not. So I'm going to pull them up on my phone. So yeah. Some of these questions were more that people sent on Instagram uh, the other day were more like logistical questions. So I think I'll answer those first and then we'll get into more of like the esoteric kind of questions. So um, let's do the logistical questions. So I have one question. How long are your, how long are your sessions? So let's answer that real quick. So I do a couple different offerings at the moment. So they range from about an hour to 90 minutes up to like two and a half hours. And the workshops range. Sometimes they are an evening thing, like I just described, where it's a few hours. And then I have a couple other classes and a couple other offerings that are like an extended period of time, such as spirit school. So that one is like an eight week long experience. Um, so everything is different. But as far as like energy healing, I do 60 minute sessions and 90 minute sessions. Um, and I do those all over Zoom. And if you are located in Sonoma County, I now am offering Reiki sessions at Bliss Organic Day Spa, which is where I do my facial treatments. And we just started offering Reiki there. So you could book an in-person 60-minute um, session with me. So that's really exciting. And um, as far as readings go, yeah, they are 45 minutes for an intuitive healing like intuitive reading, which is basically like whatever psychic information that wants to come forward. And that comes forward in different like formats. Sometimes it's mediumship, sometimes it's more psychic. So um, basically with the mediumship, it's more like uh, channel messages from spirit guides, angels, loved ones, things like that. And then psychic is more like uh, information for your daily life, like kind of like a life coach kind of thing but with a spiritual like message behind it kind of like oh advice I guess so that could be career that's why I like to focus on helping people with their career helping people to fo- focusing on like psychic development intuitive development like working on their own gifts um, whether that's for like working with others or working just for your, you know getting information for yourself um, but also stuff like, you know, health, rom- romantic stuff, relationships, family dynamics, all sorts, you know, anything that you might be curious about, I guess. <laughs> that was kind of like a long-winded way to explain that. But um, yeah, and then I also am offering the Akashic Records readings, and those are um, recorded. So those are not done live um, at the moment. 
so people can purchase those in my shop and I basically record it and send it out to you. So that's going to be anywhere from like 30 to minutes to an hour, depending on, you know, if you have questions or if it's just kind of like channeling the information. So yeah, I hope that answers your question. Another logistical question. Are you doing any Reiki classes soon? You know, I want to. I've been planning it and wanting to do a Reiki 1 class for a while, and I just haven't gotten it on my schedule yet. But I'm really, um, I have some plans for hopefully end of December, but if not, definitely in the new year, we're going to be doing a Reiki 1 class. And I also have a Reiki master class that I have been planning for people who maybe have taken um, other levels with me or you were a different teacher. But I think that is going to be more in like February or March. But yeah, the best way to stay up to date on the classes is to either get on the mailing list, join the meetup, or you can always send me an email if you want to know. But um, you'll, you guys will be the first to know. Don't worry. And yes, I really want to be doing some. So let's see. What other questions do we have? Oh, this one's like thin and different. So what kind of skincare products do you use in your facials? So again, yeah, I'm an esthetician guy. So I do um, facials Sunday, Monday, Tuesday at Bliss. And yeah, again, you can get a Reiki session out there too. So that's really cool and exciting. But we work with Eminence, Eminence Organics. So they are an organic skincare line. So everything is like fruit or plant kind of botanical versions of some of the more synthesized ingredients so things like retinol that you might be familiar with um but yeah we work with them so in the treatments there's like a treatment like a peel like an exfoliation step and then there is more of like a mask a hydration a boost and active step and yeah I'm a big facial massage person so that my treatments include a ton of facial massage and I'll do gua sha and um, lymphatic drainage and connective tissue massage. And for me, it's all about like sculpting and lifting. You do that aesthetic benefit, like, oh, I look so snatched and gorgeous. But we're also really treating our health, our overall health. And that's what is exciting to me about the skin is being able to treat the body from the outside all the way to the inside. So, yeah eminence they're amazing um show us pics of your crystals oh yeah I did answer that on my stories on Instagram but um yeah I'll do a whole video of my crystal collection that'll be fun so if you guys follow me Instagram you can see that maybe I'll upload it to the YouTube but um that's more of a visual question what is next does everyone have a spirit guide? Yes. Yes, definitely. Um, it really just depends on your comfortability and your desire to connect with your guides, but they are present. Everyone has them. Um, they might just be kind of like in the background of your life, unless you're like developing these relationships with them, but they're there. They're supporting you. They are, they have kind of like a mission or whatever to be connected with you and um so it's not like if you don't call on them they like hate you or something <laughs> but but the more that we connect with them the more that we can develop that relationship and understand like 
why they are our spirit guide, what that means for us, like what that might be helpful for us. Um, But yeah, spirit guides come in many forms. So we could have like, some people might explain this as like a guardian angel, like a holy guardian angel, or, you know, like that um, guiding light that's connected to you. So that might be more like a lifelong energy being that is connected to you. So whether that is an angelic energy or maybe like a loved one, like an ancestor, um, there might be a spirit that is there to support you through a lifelong experience. And I think we've talked about this before, but there are guides that are more like, how do I explain this? Like, for a time and a place, like they might come and help you. So say, for example, you started learning energy healing, maybe certain guides would come forward who have practiced energy healing in their lifetime, or, um, you know, they could be less humanoid where they just have more of that innate skill, but, um, they have information that that might be useful to you as you're learning energy healing. But maybe when you get like more skilled and more comfortable, like they might not need to be there as much or like, yeah, you're, you're going to culinary school. So you have this guy come through who like knows all about spices or something. So it could be like a time and a place. Um, But yeah, our, our, our guides or angels, spirits, things like that, like don't really interact with us unless we kind of like make the first move. Like unless they're more of like confused spirit, like they might like try to connect with you and you're like, because they're, they're lost or confused, but like a guide, an angel, like they, they really, yeah. And need that kind of like permission, like consent for them to like come into your life. So For example, though, if, like, something was, like, tragic and, like, fucked up that happened, which, like, of course, everyone's got that, a guide might interfere in your life if if you're kind of going off your path, as they say. So, yeah, everyone has a spirit guide, and it's up to you whether or not you want to connect with them and at what level you want to connect with them. Because you could, you know, ask your spirit guides for protection, ask your spirit guides for information, but it could be very simple of just like, like almost like a prayer or something that you say before bed or a visualization that you do, or it could be very more tangible where you're, um, you know, having more of a daily communication with them whether that's maybe through journaling or through like a ritual practice or um, meditation. Did I say meditation? Um, And I have a meet your spirit guides meditation on my website. If anyone like wants some assistance doing that and there's a bajillion I'm sure out there, but yeah, everyone's got a spirit guide and, and they range so much. Like, yeah, it can be like these humanoid, like your great, great grandma or something like that, or it could be like a deer or like a weird blob (laughs) with like two eyes. I mean, you know, it could be just like energy. So, 
um just depending on your like level of perception you might not like see them in your mind's eye but you can like know that they're there and ask for their help and um build up that relationship so yeah everyone does have a spirit guide so let's see how long oh wait we already did that one what's your spirit guide's name so I don't really know I have a couple different guides one of them and I think I've talked about this I but that's okay um because I know not everyone listens to every episode but um I have a guide so I did a um regression myself as a receive like I received a regression I was a student whatever I got a regression (laughs) I got a regression. So um, there's this woman, her name's Olivia Estelle, highly recommend her, but she does uh, past life regression, like hypnosis type of stuff. And she also does something that is like centered around like spirit guide connection, which is really cool. And, um, you know, I do something very similar. So I wanted to experience it. And I wanted to also like as a client, and also I wanted to like, deep in that relationship with my guides so two of two different guides came forward during that regression and I do have a recording of it and um I think it was like almost a year and a half ago now so it would be really interesting to listen back to it because I'm sure I don't remember like everything like with the hypnosis style thing it's like you're kind of in and out like you're in that trans state but anyway so two guides came forward and one of them is like this blue, <laughs> this like blue alien being, it's a man creature thing. And um, he's really beautiful with like almost like shimmery, glittery kind of skin, like iridescent, like kind of like a, sn- like certain kinds of snakes have that like almost sheen where when they move around in the light, like luminescence I think that's what it is but it changes like colors and shades so it's kind of like that like he was blue but like bluish purplish bluish purplish iridescent very pretty um big eyes tiny skinny legs very tall very 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 tall that's something I do remember being like he's so tall um but anyway I don't know his name but I refer to him as Mikey because I'm sure his name is something weird that I can't pronounce. And um, earlier that year, I took a class with Asia, the spirit guide, uh, the spirit guide coach, amazing medium, amazing teacher. And one of our goals was to connect with our spirit guides and um, deepen that relationship. So that's kind of what I started with. And then I did the regression and I was continuing, continuing, continuing to uh you know seek this information and get into it but um anyway so at during that class I had established a connection with a spirit named Mikey and then when I did the regression I was like are you Mikey because in my like hypnosis like weird in and out state I was like are you Mikey like I thought it was kind of funny to me um and I got the yeah I got the answer yes like my name is an actual like the the gist of it was like my name's not really Mikey but like you can call me Mikey which I kind of feel bad about because I'm like (laughs) like 
It's like when people come to America and they like take the nurse Sarah all of a sudden because we can't pronounce her name. I was like, I feel kind of like weird about this. But yeah, he lets me call him Mikey. It's our, our nickname. Um, but yeah, with Asia, I did a read. So I got a reading with her years ago in 2020 um, when I was first like starting to do medium readings because I was like I want to experience a medium reading I have a lot of friends that have gotten sessions with her that were like life-changing and I was like I want to get a session um and one of the guides that came forward for me and it made me ball out crying ball I was crying so much was um this little boy and he is my brother from a past life and we lived on like some seashore thing we were like fancy rich sick kids like just on the seashore like kind of trapped there I can't remember the whole story but (laughs) um his name is Peter and I don't consciously connect with him that much but I should and I do feel him around and I do feel his energy and he's it's really interesting to me too and I was just thinking about this um maybe it was yesterday in the bath whatever the other day (laughs) um how I don't really have female guides I know I do but I haven't like really deepened that connection I'm very much connected to mother mary and to the goddess isis and to the goddess lakshmi I love green tara also they're all in this room with me right now because I I have like little um, areas for them. So they obviously need to be acknowledged, but those are, I wouldn't describe them as my personal guides. Like they are guiding lights, like they are archetypes. These are energies that anyone can connect with. Same like thing as like Jesus or Archangel Michael. Like I have an affinity for them and like we have a bond, but I wouldn't say that they are my guide. Like they're not only connected to me, like they're connected to everyone um, who wants to be. But, like, my personal guides that I, like, call on and, like, help me with my readings are male guides. And I was just thinking about that the other day. I was like, when am I going to start to deepen my relationship with my female guides? And when I took, so a couple years back, um, I took another class with this other woman, Josephine Hardman. Also highly recommend her um, about the Akashic Records because I was like, I have to, I have been doing these records readings. Like I want more clarity and understanding about like, what is going on? Like, what am I doing? And one of the, so I went through her program as it was a one-on-one experience. It was very helpful. Um, and part of that was she had me do a certain amount of readings on myself and a certain amount of readings on others. And then I gave her my information and my research around that. And then she gave me feedback and blah, 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 blah. And then also part of that is like, I got to re- receive a personal reading from her. And one of the things that came through, um, which I really have been thinking about for the past two days. So I think this is a reminder for me to reconnect with it. But um, something that came up was like my rec, the guides within the records. So the ones that helped me do the readings, there's like a mother, father kind of energy there, like a divine mother, father, like maybe we're connected from a past life. I'm not really sure. 
but they wanted to do this whole healing ceremony with me. And I did the, I did that work, but it was very deep where I almost passed out like during it, where I wasn't really like in the conscious state when I was doing it, it was more like a dream kind of thing. Like when you go on a shamanic journey and you're kind of in and out, like you're more out than you're in, if you know what I mean. So um, this is kind of a reminder for me because I've been wanting to connect with that mother energy. But yeah, um, so I do have some names connected to my guides, but also people don't need to know. You don't need to know the names. It's not important, but it can be interesting and helpful to have like associations. So, you know, like they're almost like their energetic signature, like when they're present and when they're not like, especially if you're more like, for me, I'm more, um, claircognizant, like psychic knowing, clairsentient, psychic feeling and audience, psychic hearing. And as we've talked about many times, I've been working on my visual cues. So I don't always like see them. Like, so if I'm closing my eyes, and I'm in a meditative state, like maybe, but usually when Mikey's around, I feel it. I have a thing happen in my ears. Um, and there's other physical signs of it. But so it's about like establishing that recognized energy signature of like every time my grandmother spirit comes through, I can feel her. I can know her. I can see her. Like, what's the sign that I receive? And for a lot of people, that might be like a memory that pops up especially if it was like a human guide, like, like your grandmother or something, a memory that pops up around her or also scent. Scent is a big, huge clue. So perhaps you might smell a certain smell when things come through. Um, but yeah, you know, what's interesting. This isn't, this is another side tangent, but you know, what's interesting was yesterday when I was at the spa there's like these things that we use that are called sterilizers. <clears throat> Long story short, basically after we clean certain things that we use in the treatment, we put them in there to sterilize them so that they're clean and, you know, sterilized in order to use them on multiple people without, con- you know, contamination. And I started getting this weird smell like burning. <laughs> um, and I was like, oh, that's so weird. It smells like it's burning. Like I'm going to turn this off. And I asked like this other girl who works there, um, do you smell the burning? And I had her come in and like smell it. And um, she's also like very intuitive and like a whole, a whole ass healer person. But um, she was like, maybe you're smelling like something that could happen. Like maybe there would be a fire if we didn't turn it off. Maybe that's what you're smelling. And then she ended up um, also smelling it. So I think it was something to do with the light bulbs, but it was just funny. It was a reminder to me like, oh yeah, sometimes it's like a predictive thing. Like we can smell the future. We can smell what could happen. We can smell the timelines. Um, I'm also reading this book right now that is like a fiction book, but it's been really informative and like helpful for me, like understanding my psychic gifts more. Um, it's a series. And this, this second book is called the astral traveler's daughter. Um, the first one was called like school for psychics, but it's basically about these people who like learn to, uh, they're like in a school to like learn to use their psychic abilities. Um, and then they to basically work with the government to like prevent bombs and stuff like that, um, which is like 
a very real thing. So <laughs> I'm like soft disclosure, but, <laughs> but anyway, in the book, they talk, they, do, they practice um, psychometry, which is when you hold an object and you're able to receive psychic information off the object. And there's one guy in it who his skill is like pyrokinesis, which is basically like psychically like being able to like ignite flames and ignite fires and like um, explode stuff with your mind, which is like, I'm not there yet, but that's pretty fucking cool. But so that's his gift. And when they do the psychometry lesson, everyone's like, "Mm, this guy's not going to be able to do it. Like he can only light fires. Like he's not going to be able to do the psychometry, but he was actually the best at it. And um, he was holding this object and he started smelling this specific smell um, that kind of smells like almonds that I guess is like a chemical smell that is connected to certain kinds of BOMBs, bombs. And um, in this book, this fiction book, (laughs) how to remind you, um, he was able to predict that there would be some kind of uh, bomb that happened um, because he was able to pick up the scent off of this object and be able to not only receive information about the object, but to also see a future timeline connected to the person that owned the object. And I was like, wow, this is so interesting because I feel like this is something that I, I mean, I'm not doing it for like the bomb squad, but this is something that I feel like I, and many other psychics can do is being able to um, use a sense of smell to be able to see things into the future. And it was interesting because um, my coworker said that thing. And then um I got to that point in the book the day before. So I was like, oh, like this whole like smell psychic prediction thing is like coming up again and again. So I was like, "Mm, that's quite interesting. So I'll keep you guys posted if I'm um, um, recruited. (laughs) Um, But anyway, so what is our next question? Do I meditate? Do you meditate? Do you meditate? sorry to be mean but yeah of course I do I talk about it literally all the time literally all the time but if you're new I'm just playing and I don't want to be mean at all you guys and I if you're sending a question in I love you so much I'm just playing but um yes I do meditate and meditation is something that has like changed my whole life has healed so much for me it's not like um meditation is a cure for everything But I very much encourage people to develop a meditation practice. And meditation doesn't have to be just sitting in silence. It also doesn't have to be listening to a guided meditation. It could be drawing. It could be painting. It could be when you're in the shower. It could be when you're cooking. It could be when you're doing your laundry. Like meditation is just like using your ability to focus to like hone energy like into you. And there's many different styles of meditations. So for me, I do a couple different practices so i will do guided meditations or sound healings um oftentimes i listen to my own and i'll record them um i do have a few that i that are just for me but i will listen to the ones that i've put on youtube or like the the ones i have recorded that i have for sale like i i listen to those almost every day um but i didn't used to do that um i started 
with YouTube. And then I have purchased a lot of amazing sound healings from Lauren Unger, who's been on the podcast, one of my past mentors, my Reiki teacher, amazing healer person. And um, she has amazing sound healings. Um, But, you know, I just found her on Instagram. That's how I found her originally. And it's been, you know, we're definitely connected past lives. We've talked about it. But it's been very interesting. So I, you know, I started listening to her guided sound baths that she used to do on lives all the time. And then eventually I purchased one of her sound healing programs. And that got me really interested in sound healing. So, you know, I'll I will hop at the chance to go to a live sound healing, but I haven't been to one in a while. But I used to go to one on Friday nights at this yoga place. And sadly, they don't do them anymore. But um there is a salt cave place that opened up in my town that I am fucking excited about and they're doing sound healings there. So I am going to go, but I also do what I call sitting with spirit or what a lot of people will call sitting with spirit is basically calling forward your angels, your guides to connect with you. And then you're just sitting like in silence basically. And so it's like a silent meditation. And then I'm big on nature. I do a lot of breath work. Um, but I meditate like every day, um, but I didn't used to. And I'm, um, it's very important to me on days that I work that I meditate. So usually I'll do like a connection meditation in the morning or like afternoon, like whatever it is before I start my job. And whether that's at the spot or with clients or like recording stuff. Um, and then at night is when I listen to my guided meditations, whether that's my own or one of Lauren's or a YouTube meditation. I also really love, there's another girl that I've taken some of her classes called Raquel. She's amazing. She does a lot of astrology stuff. Very interesting person. Um, but she's done a lot of, she did like a whole series on her Instagram and I'm sure they're saved. So you could probably find them, but they're called heart coherence meditation. And I got really into that for a while. Um, but I've never done like transcendental meditation. I've never done like a Tantra or like a Buddhist meditation. Not that I'm opposed to it at all. I just haven't. Um, but most of what I do is, yeah, just like internal. And then I also practice Reiki meditations. So there's a couple of different ones, including Hatsureiho that we learn in like Reiki 1. Um, that is about like bringing Reiki into your body, like connecting with the day, like connecting with yourself, like, and then there's different precepts that we will say to ourselves. And then we can also do chanting. So sometimes I do chanting. Um, I did a 40 day Kundalini meditation recently. That was a chanting based meditation. So I really mix it up, but I love meditation. I teach meditation. I'm obsessed with meditation. And if you knew me, like before like five or six years maybe seven if you knew me a while back you would be very surprised at my ability to meditate and also probably now because I am very ADHD very which I also got diagnosed with um last year which was like very affirming um (laughs) but anywho yeah it's hard for me to focus and that's why I love meditation because it's an ability to actually focus and drop in. Um, that's also why I love my job doing energy healing. That's also why I love doing the facials is because it's a 
point in my day where I can connect and focus to God, like to source the frequency within to like the energy and like the spaces in between us and like my body, your body, like mm, we're in it. Um, yeah. So yeah, I love to meditate. What else? Okay. Looking at the time we have a few more. Well, let's probably do like five more and then I'll save the rest for a part two. What is your favorite work? oracle deck to work with Ooh, i love this question so i wish that i was closer and not plugged in everywhere to all my oracle decks over there and i would just show you but i will post a picture on the instagram stories (laughs) um yeah i love oracle decks so one of my favorite so some of my favorites are by mary evans she's an artist um incredible beautiful artist and her company is called spirit speak she's also an intuitive and um one of the first decks i ever got from her is called the road to nowhere deck it is an oracle deck yeah and it's like a collage kind of deck the images are beautiful and that was one of the first ones that i started working with regularly on a day-to-day basis when i moved into my first apartment in Forestville I would pull a cart every day and I would go on a walk and it was really profound and powerful for me um so that's a first deck that I connected with a lot but I also love her other deck which is called what is it called it's pink oh you guys I literally don't remember but I use it like <laughs> all the time but anyway I'll post a picture of it it's a pink oracle deck and I love it because it just gives you like a word and then there's some imagery so it's like a really great card deck to um use when you're like first starting out because there's not like a a whole like trajectory of information that you need to know like before you do it it's just like this is a message for today I feel like it's called what I literally it's just escaping i want to say visions but i don't think that's right oh it's like right there but anyway i'll post a picture those are my favorites and then i love i always use this one called the angels and gemstones oracle deck i use it all the time if you've gotten a reading with me i probably use it for you but one side is a crystal with some questions for yourself to like ask yourself and then the other side is an angel with some affirmations. So that's one of my other favorite ones. Um, and then I have like all sorts of weird, like specialized ones. Like I have this one all about like Lemurian star beings. And I have this other one all about dragons. And like, they can be really fun. And like, I have a divine feminine deck and like, I love them all, but the ones that are just the most simple are the ones that I connect with the most because I'm able to discern a message from that quite easily. Even if I'm not channeling, even if I'm not tapping in, I can get it. And I think that's why Oracle decks are really appealing to people and approachable to people. Um, But yeah, I love Oracle decks. Um, Asia, who I was just talking about a little while ago, has a beautiful Oracle deck um that I got when it came out and I love it and um 
Dana, who has been on the podcast a couple episodes back, Dana Whitby, she's coming out with the Oracle deck soon. So I'm really excited to purchase it. And I'm also working on my own Oracle deck. So when that's out, that will definitely be my favorite. Okay. Also, um, Visions in the Liminal Space. That's what the Visions is that I was thinking of, is one of my other favorite decks. And that is from Everyday Magic. Um from Bakara Whitner, and I think the artist's name is Caitlin Christensen or something like that. Um, but I love that. And then, yeah, postcards from the liminal space. I think is what it's called. Visions from liminal space. I have both of them. There's there's two, but they're awesome, and they they tell it straight up. And you know, some of my favorite decks. One of my first decks ever that besides the road to nowhere one that I was just talking about was archangels deck from Dorian virtue who is a born again Christian now and I have lots of feelings about it so that deck I no longer have I actually gave it to one of my students not because of the born again Christian thing but um it's <laughs> not because of that but she now has it so that makes me really happy but that's like an angel card deck. And she has a couple other angel card decks that I have. There's one about like abundance and angels and like those that can be really fun and approachable. And I think that is like something that I love about Oracle decks specifically is they can be really approachable because I think tarot is complicated and that can be scary for people. And also sometimes depending on people's background oracle decks is like more comfortable to them like if people come from a certain religious background you know what I mean? yeah um but yeah those are some of the questions so let me pull up the next page and we'll answer a few more um let's see there's like a lot here that are like more of those logistical questions. Like, do you ever do readings in person? Not currently, but I would be interested if I had a space to do it. I was thinking about opening up, you know, my office here, but it's in my home and I'm just a little hesitant to have people that I've never met before come into my home. If you know what I mean. Energetically and like realistically. But um, like I said, I'm gonna I am doing in-person Reiki sessions at the spa. And I hope to find a place where I could do readings. I don't really want to rent an office, but if there was like a place locally where like I could do an event or a pop-up, like I really want to do that really, really badly. I know I'm going to be doing one eventually because my friend Rachel um, wants to do like a pop-up thing with her work and like a couple other amazing local artists. So I could have the opportunity to do readings for that. Um, So I know that will happen eventually, but yeah there's also like psychic fairs and stuff like that and that's kind of a dream of mine to do something like that because I feel like it would be a challenge and I'm always up for a challenge so what else there was one here that I was like I was like that's a good question wait where did it go Um, you guys, oh, here they are. Wait, what? 
Okay, sorry, I'm being annoying. Um, I think they're on my computer. Okay, let's just answer a few more and then I will do the rest in a part two. So let me see. Talk amongst yourselves. Where's everybody from? <laughs> um, where did they go? Where did they go? Walkins, we talked about that last time. <laughs> oh, okay. So this is a good question. I feel a bad non-physical presence around me. How do I do it? How do how to quick detach? Let's read that over one time again. I feel a bad non-physical presence around me. How to quick detach? Okay. So few things. One, there could be a spirit, there could be an energy, there could be an entity. Two, it could be someone else's emotions that you're picking up on. Maybe someone's in a bad mood, whether that's someone you're in relationship with, your family, your coworkers, the person in your coffee shop that you work at that is working on his project and he's in a bad mood and you're just picking up on it. It could also be your personal emotions that you feel detached from that might feel like threatening or uncomfortable to you. Um, so that's just a few things to think about. Like, when we feel a negative energy, it doesn't necessarily mean that there is a spirit or a negative energy connected to you or in the space that you're in. And there's also a big difference um, between a spirit being present, like a negative spirit, a ghost, um, confused energy, being in the space that you're in or being attached to something like like say this is a little doll in an antique shop there might be an energy connected to the little doll in the antique shop and a spirit being attached to you you having an entity or an energetic attachment yes these things are real and they do happen but it's also don't i don't want us to be scared about them Okay, that's just a little preface because I don't want my, and the, the next question I'm going to answer also talks about this, but one of my biggest things is releasing fear, is not being scared even if something is scary. Like obviously being scared when things are just like there's a car coming at you, you know, like, you know, normal stuff, but like not being afraid to face the truth of things so sometimes there are negative energies sometimes there are ghosts or spirits that are yeah less than pleasant so first of all not all spirits are demons and also not all demons are like caring about you or like trying to take your energy like they might be doing their own thing um but there's definitely like kind of like a succubus kind of energy, like things that suck or feed on your energy, like a parasite almost. Um, and they're around. Doesn't make you bad. Doesn't make you evil. Doesn't make it. It just means that your energy is nice and juicy, sweet. It's just like a mosquito. 
they're just little pests and we have to deal with them sometimes and there's also ghosts so ghosts are oftentimes like lost they're confused they're sad they're depressed they are stuck they are stagnant they're not necessarily evil they're not necessarily negative they're just lost and confused and that can be disorienting to you so for example say someone died in like like they were walking down the street a piano just a piano piano (laughs) a piano just fell straight on their head and boop they're gone they did not see that coming so yeah their spirit their ghost might be in that street for a while until they figure out what happened to them and that they're dead and that they can pass on and then sometimes people also are afraid to face the consequences of the afterlife. So what I mean by that is maybe someone was raised in a way where they believe that they're going to go to hell because maybe they weren't baptized or something. So they're afraid to move on because they think then they're going to a place, a destination that they don't want to go to. So that doesn't necessarily mean that they will go to these places. It's just their perception might be making them afraid to see what's next so it's kind of like the same as in everyday life like you might watch the same tv show every week because you don't want to try something different because you are afraid that you might not like it same kind of thing as what we're it's like we we might be afraid to to go to the next step because we don't know what it's going to be like um so yeah that being said like a something that i think can be helpful to like cleanse and clear our energy and our auras is a salt bath or a salt scrub so what might be helpful is to do a salt scrub so you're going to get like himalayan sea salt um gray celtic sea salt epsom salt epsom salt is probably the best because it is has a lot of magnesium in it i mean all salt does but has a lot of magnesium in it and it helps clearing your energetic field but it's also pretty cheap so if you're going to be using a lot of it not a big deal so um and also if you have any kind of like autoimmune disease or whatever like probably don't use epsom salt because it, it might be a little bit too detoxifying and then you might get a little dizzy. We don't want that either. So that, so obviously anything physical, like make sure that your body is ready for it. And like, it's okay to like consume things or um, take things. And even more taking things topically on our skin or in our, in or around our skin, like on a bath, we're still ingesting it. So if you have any kind of allergies to fruits, plants, whatever, internally be careful with them topically okay so you're gonna do like a salt scrub you're gonna scrub the fucking shit out of yourself um you could add some essential oils into it if you're going to use essential oils you want a carrier oil so you want an oil unless it's made already as a blend you want a carrier oil that you're going to put the oil in and then add it to the salt So for example, you have a tiny little mason jar, a little glass jar, you'll put 
a little bit of oil on the bottom. So a great carrier oil for a body scrub would be a coconut oil, jojoba oil, or olive oil. Those are really great. Almond oil is also a good option. Don't use like vegetable oil. And if you're using coconut oil, don't use it on your face. And also don't use a salt scrub on your face. <laughs> Just for like skin reasons, because it's going to be too strong. But anyway, so what you're going to do is you'll have a little bit of oil on the bottom. Then you can put a few drops of an essential oil. Things that I love for like cleansing and clearing and like purifying like negative or like stagnant or like dark energies would be like a frankincense, juniper, um, pine. Trees are good. Tree energy is very grounding, very purifying. So anything connected to the trees. But like a neroli, a lot of people love that. That's like more of an orange blossom thing. But a lot of people love that. I personally don't like the way that smells, but energetically, it's a really good purifier, cleanser. Um, so yeah, frankincense, tea tree, peppermint. So you'll make a little scrub, you'll scrub your whole body and then you can rinse off and, or you can take a bath and soak in the Epsom salts. Another thing, if you're like on the go, um, would be something like a spritz, like a hydrosol. Like I love a rose water. I don't know where it is, but I have it. I have one like everywhere, but they'll like, this one's a peppermint, peppermint hydrosol. Love this. This is especially good for clearing the mind energy. So if you have like negative thoughts, like feelings that maybe don't feel like they're true and honest to yourself, like intrusive kind of thoughts, um, peppermint is great for that. It's also great for concentration, but yeah, a mist is great for like on the go. Like if Maybe this negative energy is more connected to like your workplace or like, you know, people that you're out and about with, like a mist on the go can be really good. But also, yeah, doing something like a spiritual black bath, a cleansing bath is amazing. Um, and I do those like a couple times a week. Um, but if you feel, yeah, like this, energy is interfering with you in any way that feels alarming I definitely would like seek help from someone like an energy healer a shaman a psychic like something like that if it feels like it's actually something like a ghost like a spirit like a physical energy or entity and not just like an emotion or a feeling that maybe is leading like if you feel like there's actually a presence that is fucking with you, I would seek help. But yeah, you can also do like a banishment candle that could be helpful um, just to like clear things out of your home. Uh, salt can be also really helpful. So doing just like a sweep through the home and basically you're going to put salt on the floor and you're going to sweep outwards and if you can, like, sweep all that salt and dirt and whatever else is on your floor out of your house. Either front door, the back door. Front door is better, but if you don't have access to that, that's okay. So you're going to sweep everything out of the house. 
and then you're going to do like a floor wash. I love Florida water. I live Florida water, but you could use a lavender wash. You could make your own wash. Clove um, is great for clearing energy. So you could do like just like a soapy water, like, you know, same thing that you use to mop your floors normally and add some clove essential oil or frankincense essential oil. Clove is amazing for like the parasitic, like kind of succubusy energy. Um, other, what was I going to say? The Florida water. Pine salt. Pine salt is like great for um, like clean the floor and it's, you know, it's already a thing already something that's made so you don't have to like make your own but you could make your own floor wash there's a billion jillion recipes I'm sure online um but a simple one yeah would be like an alcohol um a little soap uh like a castile soap kind of thing and some essential oils oranges uh pine if you're in Northern California, the redwood, it would be amazing if you had like a little bit of redwood or even pine cones. Um, and yeah, you're going to soak that for a couple days and then you're going to strain it out and then you can dilute it and with water or with another like cleaning agent. But obviously if you're using like soap and like bleach or like anything like that, like make sure things are not like contaminating. Like we're not trying to create mustard gas here. So no ammonia mixing with bleach Nikki. um so I hope that's helpful if you have questions about this I can totally do like a full ass episode um and I'm more than happy to do that and again yeah if it feels like threatening like scary to you um I don't want you to be scared So just remember, like, you have the authority. It's your home. It's your place. It's your body. You're on earth. You have a body. You have a physical form. And they do not. Okay? Bye-bye. You have the authority. And, like, if you're, you know, from a religious background, maybe you have, like, prayers or, like, protection things that you like to say, whether you were raised Jewish or Christian, Muslim, whatever. Like, maybe you have things that are connected to your childhood um whether or not you believe in those religions like wholeheartedly it's like the power of association so like if you said a prayer every night that made you feel comfortable and safe like maybe you can use that prayer um and you can also create your own prayers i have one oh, i should have pulled it up i have one and i'll find it right now for y'all let's see I have a prayer and this is something I share with my spirit school students. So let me see if I can find it. But yeah, we have the authority as humans um, in the spaces that we live in. And, you know, there's lots of things going on in the spirit world. So an energy might be like present, but it doesn't necessarily mean like they care about you. Or like they're thinking about you or like anything like that. So yeah, this is a prayer that I like to say. And so we give thanks to our angels, our guides, our ancestors that love us and our friends on the other side. 
this is something I would like say like before doing a reading or something like that. Asking for their guidance, protection, and healing light to surround us, keeping us safe and grounded in our physical body, guarded from any negative or stagnant energies, entities, and feelings, showing us our highest truth and brightest version of ourselves. We give thanks, and so it is. And if you're having like nightmares or like scary like things are like happening at night to you or like um, your dreams are like icky and sticky, I think sometimes it can be helpful to like shield ourselves. So we could do like kind of like a guided visualization, like imagining ourselves like in this bubble of light, like before we go to bed. We could ask like our guides, our angels to like protect us. We could say these prayers. Like I used to do this every night until I started not feeling scared. I would pray every night. I would say, <laughs> I'd ask like my archangel, I would ask Archangel Michael and my guides and my angels and my ancestors that love me to surround me in healing light and protection. And I actually would like imagine like, um, like outside my windows, like watching in would be like angels. Um, but they would look like these men in suits because I was like mm, security guards, like these are my bodyguards kind of thing. So I imagine like my spiritual bodyguards, like outside the house, like, fuck you, bitch, you're not getting in here. If you got in here, you're going to get taken care of. But I would have these things and I would say this prayer asking for protection. I would also ask that I would wake up to live another day as Grace Lennon to live this human experience because I had this fucking gnawing fear that I was going to die in my sleep, that I would just die and I would be dead and I wouldn't wake up. So I'd pray every night that I would get to wake up again and that I would get to experience my life as Grace Lennon as a human in this human form and this body in this lifetime because I was so nervous about yeah, dying in my sleep and like not being able to accomplish all the things that I wanted to do. So, um, you know, like I said, like sometimes there are very real physical, like energies, entities that might be like fucking with us, but also it can be really much internal fear that is like palpable and like building up this presence in our space. So yeah, creating these like routines for yourself um, because, you know, I would do that every day for like maybe three or four years um, and I would banish like certain demons. Like <laughs> it was a whole thing. You guys, it was a whole thing. I was like, got to banish these demons from my space. Um, and eventually I wasn't scared anymore. Like, I'm still scared, you guys, sometimes. Like, I'm not gonna fucking lie. And I think that's healthy, and I think that's normal, and I think that's, like, what the human experience is, is, like, experiencing things, and sometimes things are scary. Um, But, like, yeah, I don't feel the need to pray every day that I'm gonna wake up tomorrow, because I just feel, like, the trust and the belief that, like, I'm alive, and, like, my lungs will keep breathing overnight even though I'm asleep <laughs> like and there's a little kid I would wake up in the middle of the night just to check that I was still alive that's a little bit neurotic don't you think but <laughs> yeah so I hope that's helpful there was one other question that was kind of a, a, along these lines so let me just see if I feel like we kind of covered it but let me see so she asks what tips um 
What tips do you have for overcoming fear when exploring your spirituality? What tips do you have for overcoming fear when exploring your spirituality? So, yeah, I was just talking about fear, but this is a little bit different. So let me think. What tips do you have? I think to start really simple, like, like I said, I did have a lot of fears as a kid around like seeing like seeing spirits, seeing visions. So that was like really scary to me. So I think sometimes a lot of people might have that similar experience of like, they don't want to see, they don't want to know, they're nervous about it. Um, So I think like something to have like something that is more physical, I think can be a really good way to begin to get into like the spiritual practices. So something like yoga or qigong or um, dance where it's like a meditative practice, but there's a little bit more of like a physical component to it, I think can be a really great way to start delving into some of these spaces. Um, And I think like quiet and like solitude and like listening can be like really scary. Um, Like just for me, like for so long in my life, I had to have like seven fucking things going on at once like I'd be on the internet and then I have my phone and then I have the tv on and then there's like a white noise machine like I have to have all these sounds going on because when there's silence that's when I started to hear things spirits energies and that was scary to me so I think like having something that feels trustworthy to you that you could use to um connect could be helpful rather than going into like a silent meditation until you're like ready to start hearing things um so like a guided visualization might be helpful but again I think the best way to think to start would be a more of a physical thing and or like connecting with nature or like connecting with animals like realizing like that uh unity within all of us so like I think the easiest way to realize that is to see the connection with ourselves and the you know the material world like with animals with plants with nature um so I think like I would suggest creating time outside and then building up to silent meditation time and then seeing what aspects of spirituality are interesting to you because not everyone who is like interested in spirituality is going to be interested in like connecting with their psychic gifts or connecting with mediumship or the weird alien cosmic stuff I do like spirituality is just about in my personal um belief is just about acknowledging the connection between things that like we are earth we are god we are spirit we are water we are one like acknowledging the through lines between things and realizing like we are a spirit in a human form and i don't think it's about escaping the human form i think it's about realizing um the importance of presence of just like being here and seeing stuff and having experiences so um i think just knowing that like spirituality doesn't have to be any specific thing and it also doesn't have to include 
psychic work at all if you're not comfortable with that and if you don't want to do that at all doesn't mean you're not spiritual um and if you don't believe in it at all it also doesn't mean you're not spiritual and if you don't believe in it at all you're probably not listening to this podcast but um even if you are and let me names um yeah I have like a handful of other questions I had some really interesting ones there was one about like um spirit babies some really interesting topics so I really want to answer those so I'm gonna definitely do a part two probably come out in a couple weeks maybe next month um but yeah that's it for today I love you guys so much thank you for supporting this podcast thank you for being with me whether you've been here for the whole fucking two ass years that we've been doing this or this is your first episode, or you just started listening recently, I just want to say thank you for your support. I want to say thank you for showing up for yourself. Thank you for being interested in diving into these topics. Thank you for all the validation and all of the love that you sent to me on Instagram throughout these couple years. Thank you to the people who have gotten personal sessions for me, people who have signed up for my classes. Um, thank you. And thank you to the people who have are like my friends in real life and or family who listen to this podcast. I, I love you guys. Thank you for supporting me. Um, and the best way to support us is to give us a rating and a review. I see the stats. I'm not seeing those reviews y'all so please um if you can just take a few minutes to write about how much you love us give us a little five-star magic maybe just um a little incentive if anyone wants to send in a review this week sharing what your favorite part of the podcast has been over the last two years and if you send me a screenshot either on Instagram or to my email, I will give you a free meditation of your choosing from my website. So maybe you want the spirit guides one, maybe you want the star memory activation. There's lots of cool meditations on my site and or like a replay of one of our um, live classes, but I'd be happy to give that to you as a little thank you and a little incentive for you guys to send in a review. So. That being said, I love y'all very much. We have some epic, epic guest episodes coming up. I have like a whole archive of um, episodes that I've recorded over the last few weeks. So I can't wait to share that with you. And then we're also going to be getting into um, part two of the Energy Body 101 series. We're going to be talking about the sacral chakra. And we have so many episodes planned. So it's going to be really fun next two years. So thank you for supporting the podcast. Thank you for supporting me. I love y'all very much. And I will see you in the next episode. But yeah, have a wonderful day. And um, bye. See you. See ya. See you for listening to the angel face magic hour to support the show you can donate to us through the link in our show notes please give us a rating and a review a little five star magic on apple and spotify this allows our voice to be shared to the greater public 
I love you guys so much. I will see you next week. Follow us on Instagram at angelfaith and dot grace. See you next week.